forward to all that God has in store for us going forward. Amen. So we're looking forward to that. I want to invite you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs this morning. Proverbs chapter 9. It's not very often that you hear Proverbs preached on a Sunday morning. Uh, and it's not because Proverbs doesn't preach, because it does, and we're going to try and attempt that today. But Proverbs chapter 9 is where we're going to be. And then I want you to put your finger there, and I want you to turn back a few books to the book of First Kings. And we're going to be in First Kings as well. We're going to jump back and forth uh, from those two stories today, and, and we'll, we'll walk through this and unpack it this morning. So uh, the word of the Lord comes to us today from Proverbs and from 1 Kings. Let's read Proverbs 9. 1 through 12. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. You follow along as I read from God's Word this morning. Wisdom has built her house. She has carved its seven columns. She has prepared a great banquet, mixed the wines and set the table. She has set her servants to invite everyone to come. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city, come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. Learn to use good judgment. Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. This is God's word for us today. Thanks be to God. You see, Proverbs is, is uh, given credit to the author, which is King Solomon, for most of the book of Proverbs. If you haven't taken time to study the book of Proverbs, I would encourage you. There's, there's 31 Proverbs, and in some months of the year, there's 31 days. Amen? And so it's really easy to remember, why don't I read a proverb a day? So, there you go. There's a little Bible uh, invite for you to go in top of your other Bible reading at a proverb a day and seek God's wisdom from his word. Amen. And so Proverbs was accredited or is given credit to the authorship of King Solomon. Well, so I want us to go back a little bit and I want to give you some history on King Solomon for a moment and what he's writing about here, because this simple request begins clear back in first Kings chapter three. Solomon asked God for wisdom. So here's some history. King David was Solomon's dad. King David is one of the greatest kings that we have studied in Scripture, that we have followed. King David was the king that, that God ordained his family line for Jesus to come out of. And King David is nearing the end of his life. He has served, and we know the history of King David. We know all that he's been through, ups and downs and and rights and wrongs, and he's about to pass on his throne to his son Solomon. There were some differences in who was going to claim the kingdom and who was going to take leadership, but David is anointing his son Solomon. He's preparing him for the new 
kingdom that he's about to take over. Some commentators tell us that Solomon, at this time in his life, is only 20 years old. David instructs Solomon to follow all of the things that the Lord tells him to do. Everything the Lord your God tells you, do it. Follow his instruction. And Solomon begins to reign, and we see in 1 Kings chapter 3, Solomon's request from God. Solomon goes away after David has passed on, and he goes to Gibeon to worship and to, to give burnt offerings to the Lord, to worship him. And then we pick up the story in verse 5 this morning. And this is what we read in 1 Kings 3, verse 5. That night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. And God said, what do you want? Let me stop right there. If God asked you that question this morning, what do you want? That's a pretty big ask. And so our minds can go to so many different things. And I can just imagine, think back, those of you that are over 20, would you just raise your hand? Okay, a lot of you, right? If you're over 20, I want you to think back to when you were 20 years old. If somebody came up to you and said, what do you want in life? What do you want? I have, I have the resources to give you anything you want. What do you want? Think back to when you are 20. What would you ask for? Here's, let's continue. Ask, God says to Solomon, and I will give it to you. Solomon replies, you showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father, David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O oh Lord, my God, you have made me king instead of my father. But I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? Other translations say, give me wisdom and knowledge of your kingdom. And verse 10 says this, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. The underlying question I have for us this morning is, what is your motivation? What is your motivation? And, and we're going to unpack that as well, but I want to talk about Solomon's motivations for a moment. Solomon, in these, in these passages of Scripture, Solomon's motives were pure and right. At 20 years old, I don't know if mine would have been so pure and so right. At 20 years old, there's a lot of life that's still to live, and you've just been in, entrusted with this entire kingdom. But Solomon's motives were, okay, I'm going to need help. God, I need your wisdom. I need your understanding. Solomon gave a very simple, a very direct, and to-the-point answer to God's question. He said, give me wisdom and give me knowledge. Why? Because he knew both of those things came from God. Wisdom and understanding is not something, when we understand it from God's perspective, is not something that we can obtain on our own. It's not 
something that we can strive for and, and, and earn in our own efforts and our own strength. But God's wisdom and understanding comes from God. And he goes on to say, the reason I want wisdom and knowledge is that I can, so that I can govern your people, God. You see, Solomon, it was not about him. His motives were not selfish. His motives were selfless. His motives were about those that were around him. Let's go back to Proverbs for a moment and unpack what King Solomon is writing about now that we have an understanding of what his history is a little bit and what he received from God. We see in our text in Proverbs, wisdom has built her house. Wisdom prepared a great banquet. Wisdom sent the servants to invite others. Wisdom beckons to leave the simple life behind. Wisdom says, don't bother correcting mockers. Correct and instruct the wise. Teach the righteous. Wisdom says that the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. One commentator I was reading this week said it this way, and if you're taking notes, jot this down. This is good. Wisdom is the knowledge of God and a life lived for God. Let me say that again. Wisdom is the knowledge of God and a life lived for God. You see, in Proverbs chapter 9, wisdom is being personified. Wisdom is being unpacked as, as a person, as something that we can obtain, something that we can have a relationship with us. Wisdom is not a characteristic as much of it is an infilling of a person in our lives that gives us God's understanding and wisdom. Wisdom is God's representative that invites people to follow and to come into a relationship with God. This is what I think is so cool about King Solomon's life. Because King Solomon, if you're, if you're following along in your Bibles, this is Old Testament. And just to give you a quick history lesson, the Old Testament was before Jesus, okay? But if you understand and you study wisdom, wisdom is about this, this new birth of all the things of God. Wisdom is, is God saying, I'm going to give you understanding. I want to give you knowledge. I want to give you myself in the form of a relationship. And so I want to stretch us a little bit. I want you to go a little bit deeper with me this morning, okay? I want you to go to this place where wisdom is a person. And when Solomon asks God, give me your wisdom, give me your understanding, I want to know how you would do this. I believe, as I've studied this this week, that God introduces Solomon to Jesus through wisdom. And the reason I say that is this, because Jesus was God in the flesh. Amen? Jesus was fully God and fully man. And now Solomon's saying, God, I want your wisdom. I want your traits. I want you inside of me. And this was before Jesus. And I can just imagine that God was pleased with this request. And he says, hey, I got somebody I want you to meet. For you, we're going to call him wisdom. And I'm going to give you what you ask for. You see, he was given an opportunity to come into a relationship. 
And now Solomon is, is writing about his life. He's writing about these things that God has given him. And wisdom through Solomon is God's representative that is inviting people to come into that same relationship with God. You see, wisdom takes great delight in forming deep relationships with human beings. Wisdom is God's identity from the beginning, and he desires that all people will take in the invitation to receive wisdom. Wisdom, a person with the same identity as God. A person with the same motives for relationship as God. A person that invites us to join in this relationship and tell others about him. Solomon was gifted in wisdom beyond anyone else's comprehension, beyond anybody's understanding. And because Solomon's motives were pure and right, God blessed him with not only what he asked, he blessed him with so much more. The Bible goes on to talk about Solomon in this request. If you go and read it in 1 Kings, I encourage you to finish the story and, and read the rest of it, and you'll see that not only does God give him wisdom and understanding, he blesses him with riches and a long life. And he says to Solomon, you didn't ask for these things, but because you had a pure heart and the right motives, I'm going to give them to you anyway. And Solomon did wonderful things with all that God had given him. But the important thing as we see from Solomon's life is that he continued to pay it forward. Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs, or most of the book of Proverbs, and as he, he's writing it, he's, he's giving us insight into what it means to have this relationship. What it means to be introduced to something that, that we can only understand through God's gift to us. Wisdom is inviting us. You see, God is able God is willing, and God is ready to give us wisdom. How many of you believe that this morning? A few of you raised your hands. I'm sure a few of you didn't raise your hands, but you believe it anyway. God is the giver of all good things, amen? And I believe that God loves us, his children, so much that he wants to give us the good gift of his knowledge, his understanding. He wants us to become more like him. He wants to grow deeper in our walk with him. He wants us to continue to, to leave the simple behind as Solomon encourages us. Well, well, pastor, what does that mean? Sometimes you try to oversimplify things. I, I do. I try to oversimplify things. Why? Because I just don't get it sometimes. And if I don't get it, I'm pretty sure there's others that don't get it. And so we say, God, just make it easy for me. Bring, bring all of this stuff down on my level where I can understand it and live it out. Well, here's the application for us. God is willing, he's able, and he's ready to give us what we ask for. But what are our motivations? What are our motivations? Is, is our motive pure? Is our heart right with him? Is our, is our heart wanting more? Is it seeking that relationship or is our heart and our motives selfish? Are they, 
Are they only driven for what's going to get me in a better light? You know, the, the hard thing for me to think about, and, and I was, I've been struggling with this message all week, if I'm going to be honest with you. And, and I'm struggling with it because God is revealing so much to me through, through this passage and through what wisdom is and, and just what we're called to do and when we ask for that. But here's the thing. Every single one of us in here is human. Okay, None of you are robots. If you are, come see me afterwards. I want to talk to you. Okay, But we're not robots. We're living, breathing human beings. And we were all created by a creator, but because of the fall of one man, Adam, who sinned, we have all now been born with a nature that says, you know what, it's not about God, it's about me. And that nature, that that nature means it's natural for us to have motives that are selfish. I've used this illustration before, but it's it's still true because we're still seeing babies be born and all of that stuff. What is one of the first words that babies say when they're beginning to learn about life and learn about things. It's, give me, give me, mine, mine, me. It's all about making sure we survive. It's all about making sure I get mine. And I believe God is calling us to say, I want you to ask for something with a pure heart and a pure motive that says, God, I want your understanding. I want your knowledge. I want to know what you want for me. I want your will to be done. And in doing so, he says, here's wisdom. It's inviting you to leave the things that are these simple-minded things and to go deeper. We sing a song sometimes that's titled, Good, Good Father. And uh, I've told Matt this week, I don't think in terms of music, but God gave me this this week, though that was kind of cool. But um, Good, Good Father, one of the lines in that song says, He's calling us deeper still. Deeper still. And you know what? He doesn't just say it one time. It repeats it. Don't you love contemporary music? It just repeats itself. and re- Amen? Yeah. But I think that's purposeful. Because it's not just a one and done thing. Solomon asked for wisdom and God gave him wisdom, but then God gave him opportunity to apply that wisdom. And I believe today, for us in New Testament world, in Pittsfield, Pike County, Illinois, today, Christians who are trying to follow Jesus Christ and be like him, when we ask for things from God, are we asking because of our agenda or are we asking because of a relationship we have with him? God help us. God help us. I, I, I have to confess almost daily that, God, you would remove any personal agenda in my life. I don't want it. I want your agenda. I want your will. I want your purpose for my life. I want your purpose for PCN. I want your purpose for what you're going to do in this world. You see, it's so easy to get sidetracked by all the negativity. Amen? I'm so sick of the fact that I'm somewhat addicted to Facebook. I don't post much because I don't want to get involved. But I get on there and I'm just like, why am I doing this? And I literally just want to throw my phone because it's sickening. And I say, God, this is not of you. And we get wrapped up in things that are not godly. And God says, I want to give you my wisdom. I want to give you a relationship with whom you should be seeking it. 
You shouldn't be seeking a relationship with the world. You should be seeking a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I've given him to you so that you can know me. And King Solomon reminds us that he's given us a plan. Wisdom has built her house. Wisdom has prepared the banquet. But then wisdom says, I've got a job for you. So when we receive this relationship, when we take in this relationship, we are called to do more. We are called to invite. We are, we are the servants that wisdom is sending out to invite. Well, what are we inviting to? Well, wisdom says, it said it in the verse, first verse that it's prepared a banquet. What does that mean? Does that just mean good food? I have a feeling, no. I have a feeling there's going to be food in heaven. I don't know that for sure. I've never been. But I bet it'll be the best food we've ever had. Amen? I don't know if, if it's going to be some big party that's just going to go on for eternity. I don't know that. I've never been. But I have a feeling that our heart will be pure. Our motives will be set on the things above. And wisdom has prepared all this. And then wisdom sends out the servants to invite. This has been big on my heart lately because I think, you know what, how many people are missing this? How many people are missing an opportunity to seek the things of God because we are the servants who aren't doing the job? I am the servant that's not going out and inviting somebody to this relationship. Now, don't get me wrong, okay, folks? I'm not trying to grow some mega church. I'm not trying to get more people in here and cram the doors and, and have all this attention on us as a church. What I am saying is this, we must be willing to invite people to come on the journey with us. And if that includes coming to worship on Sunday, praise be to God. Amen. But I guarantee you, almost everyone, if not all of you, know somebody right now that is not here that you are in a relationship with in some way that is still searching for wisdom. They are still searching for that relationship. They are still searching for that next step. And I believe King Solomon's encouraging us. He's, he's helping remind us it's your job to go and invite them. Here's the other cool thing about this. Jesus goes on in, in, in his teachings to teach us so many good things. And then Paul, the apostle, comes around and he shares more with us as, even more so. And it just all ties together and marries, and I love that so much. I love that so much. But here's one thing that I think is so critical for us today to understand. The wisdom of God, the understanding and knowledge of God, this is going to blow your mind. Are you ready? Nobody's getting on the edge of their seat, okay? There's nobody else like you. There's nobody else like you. He created you with a purpose. He created you with a plan. I can't be like you. You can't be like me. But guess what? We can all be like him. So as a pastor of an incredible church, What's been on my heart this week is that, you know what? We are not all the same. 
we are not at the same place in the journey. We are not at the same, at the same place where our hearts might be pure or, or not pure. I'm not sitting here casting judgment. Don't, don't hear that. But what I am saying is that we all have an invitation to go deeper. We all have an invitation to get closer to him. And when God looks you in the eye this week, as you begin to pour into his word, as you begin to dive closer with him, and God asks you right where you're at this week, what do you want? What do you want me to give to you? Will you answer with pure motives and a pure heart like Solomon did? I believe that God is trying to teach us something. He's trying to teach us that wisdom invites us into a relationship. Wisdom urges us to leave the simple things behind, to grow and to learn and to do something more. Wisdom reminds us that the foundation is a relationship with God. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom you know what, we're entering into this relationship and we come back to that main question today. Are our motives pure? Is our heart right with God? You see, because I believe we're being asked to do the same thing that Solomon was urging us to in Proverbs where he's saying, will you be the servant that invites others into this relationship? Will you be so bold to ask God for wisdom so that as you live your life out for God, others will want what you have and you will invite them to come and join this incredible life. You see, wisdom just isn't for our leaders. I've been told numerous times this week, Pastor, I'm praying that God would give you wisdom. And I so appreciate that. I so appreciate that. But I want to say to you, I'm praying the same thing for you. God, give them wisdom. Give them a relationship with Jesus that changes their life forever. And they'll never be the same. Wisdom just isn't for leaders. It's for all of us. Today is not a simple, sweet, feel-good, understanding message. I understand that but I believe it's essential to our journey of faith. James reminds us later on in the New Testament in his letter because he realized how important this relationship was. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, just leave it on and move on, right? No. He says, if you lack wisdom, ask the Lord to give it to you. What are we scared of? What are we scared of? The fear of the Lord is the foundation for wisdom. Wisdom invites us to receive God's gift through Jesus Christ. So my question to us as we close this today is this. Would you do a wisdom checklist in your life for a moment? Would you just take an inventory of your life and realize, you know what, do I have wisdom? Do I have God living in me, working through me? Do I have his understanding, his knowledge, his wisdom? And if not, will you ask for it? 
Will you ask for it? Will you invite somebody else to come with you? Maybe, maybe that's part of the fear that we have as, as human beings is that we never want to be alone in this. Loneliness, loneliness sucks. Can I just be real? It's awful. Nobody wants to feel alone. And here's a really cool thing. God didn't create us to be alone. He created us for a relationship. So will you be bold enough to invite somebody else? Well, pastor, the people I know, they're not at the same level that I am. They're not on the same playing field. They're not at the same part of the journey. I get it. But that's when we can put our arm around them. Say, let me help you. You help me. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's do this together. You know, taking a step back to help somebody up in need is not, is not regression in your walk. In fact, it's maturity. It's wisdom. Amen? Would you stand with me? I'm going to ask the band if they'd come and prepare to play. We're going to play and sing a song of response as we leave today. I just want to pray a simple prayer for us this morning. I believe that God is here. If you just bow your heads and close your eyes, I believe that he's spoken to our hearts this morning. And if we're going to be real honest with him in this moment, and why not? This is a great place to be honest with God. Maybe he's tapped you on the shoulder this morning through his Holy Spirit. Said, hey, you, called you by name. Hey, BJ, I'm right here. I'm asking you, what do you want from me? What can I do for you? Will you respond with a pure heart and pure motives? Say, God, if I lack wisdom, Will you give it to me? If I lack understanding of what your will and your purpose is, will you show me? And God, will you point somebody out to me that I can go on this journey with? Would you help me to be a servant that invites others? to a relationship with you. Father God, we are so thankful that you are an active participator in our life. You are so great and so mighty. You are our creator. You are bigger than anything that we can ever face. So God, in this moment, I ask you just to pour yourself out on us once again. Would you give us wisdom? Would you give us understanding? So that as we walk out of these doors today, we walk out knowing that we serve a living God who desires us to go deeper still. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's sing this song together.